Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome back to episode 53 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by The Hub Chicago. Um, so for t- on today's episode, we got a lot of cool shit for you guys. We're going to obviously have some more heater lines for you, gambling lines, that is, not cocaine lines. Um, <laughs> Maybe those two. Just no, kidding. No. Maybe not. That's illegal. Off, off camera. Um, <laughs> no, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I was not really just talking about how we started recording this. We're like, oh, we're a little drunk. I'm drinking some Goose Island Next Coast IPA. Uh, I, I just know. got a plain old Bud Select, but I'll tell you what. I took the Monday off. I didn't drink yesterday. I think that's what did it for me. It's hitting a little harder today, and it's Taco Tuesday, so that's what I had for dinner. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. So I'm just drinking Bud Select, but I tell you what, I'm like six deep, and I'm ready to roll. There we go. Speaking of Taco Tuesday and LeBron, the NBA season is back tonight as we're recording this. It is Tuesday, uh, October 22nd. When you guys hear this, it'll be Wednesday, October 23rd. The first night of the NBA will be over. So later on in our first and 10 segment, we're going to break down some NBA for you. We're not going to do it as vanilla as we did last year. We've got some cool, interesting stuff, some cool top talking points. Um, but the two drunk brothers, the question around the street is, is are they back? No, we are back for sure. We have had our two best collective gambling weekends, football season. We went 11 and seven. Last weekend, we went 10 and 6 this past weekend. So we're back. We're winning you guys some money. Uh, I decided to add in our upset of the week record from now on because we are a collective 6 and 2. On there we those. go. Um, or, no, I think we're 8 and 2 now. I think we're, I think we're 6 and 2. We've only done it for four, four episodes. We were 6 and 2 as of last week. Then maybe we're eight and two. Yeah. Either way. Either way, it's um, it, it, if we're sorry and I'm sorry for the fudge up. Jarrett's fudge up on his whatever Iowa State, whatever he had in the Iowa State game that they played this weekend. They hit, they hit. He said the pod on the podcast he said Iowa State at Baylor. Over. Iowa State played Texas Tech. And then when I was making the graphic, he told me Iowa State at Baylor under. So whatever it is, it ended up winning. If you listen to the podcast, it won. We're going to count it as a win. It's a questionable one, though. I mean, we were at work when we made that graphic, so. <laughs> I mean. I'm just giving you shit. Um, but, yeah, we're back. Jared is well above 500. I'm still creeping my way. I'm going to make the Felipe Franks promise and say by the end of the year, well, he didn't make the above 500 he made it that he was going to win by the end of the year i'm going to be above 500 in my football gambling which i'm only 13 games under there we go there's not that not super hard like i said um we're going to do some more gambling lines this weekend your general stuff 
Um, talk about the NBA in the first and tens as that kicks off tonight. But little stuff I want to talk about in the intro. So the NFL had some trades going on. Um, of course, the literally the night that we recorded last week, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the LA Rams yeah. for a 2020 and a 2021 first round pick. The Rams don't have a first round pick for a while. They might be fucking themselves into a corner, um, especially because the 49ers and the Seahawks are playing some damn good football right now. Yeah, I mean, the Rams are we've, – we've seen what – I guess, like, they're playing their – what they are right now. Like, I don't know if they played out of their ass last year, but they're not playing good football, and it's not looking good for their future. Jared Goff is a dog shit trash can. Yeah, he's not playing great at all. Um, then today, We've got some big, big other news, though. Kerryon Johnson's out for the year, most likely. Yep. Uh, he went underwent knee surgery this morning. Cardinals just signed Alfred Morris since David Johnson is dealing with his bullshit. That's fucking nonsense. Yeah. Daniel Sanders is traded to the 49ers, which only adds to their threat of a team. Um, and I don't know what else happened today. If you Muhammad were... Sanu got traded to New England for a second rounder. Muhammad Sanu. Give me a fucking break. What do you fucking do? Tom, Tom Brady might turn him into a star. You never know. They... Yeah, I don't know. They still have Nikhil Harry coming back from injury. Who's supposed to? Who's pretty much the same thing as Muhammad Sanu. Yep. So who knows? Either way, bunch of shit to shake shit up. I don't know. Is the trade deadline coming up or something? I think it's this week. I think it's this week or next week. You never really see a bunch of trades in the NFL. It's happened. It's happened more in the last few years than it has in years past. I feel like it's been more active at the deadline the last couple of years. That's true. It has. And it's good. It's, it spices the game up, makes things interesting um, six weeks into the season. For sure. So another thing, Travis, <laughs> did you watch the Monday night game last night? Uh, I did because I bet on it, and Sam Darnold is canceled. Fuck Sam Darnold. He's awful. He looks like he, he probably played worse than he would play with Mono. I'm seeing ghosts, man. I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah, what the fuck? You're, no, you're not. You're just seeing the other team in their uniforms is what you're seeing, and you're throwing it to them. <laughs> Dude, Five like, turnovers, negative seven fantasy points. I, I hope you didn't start on fantasy football, but all I, needed, all I needed was six more points for my bet to hit, and they couldn't even put up a single fucking point. Adam Gase didn't kick the field goal in the red zone or in field goal territory twice. He decided to go for it. When they're down 28, just take the fucking points. Don't yeah. get shut out. Don't get fucking blanked. That's typical Adam Gase fashion. By the way, read a stat today. What are you going to do? You going to score a 28 point touchdown? My, the the my, <laughs> Miami Dolphins, seven offensive touchdowns. New York Jets, five. Unbelievable. And they won a game. Yep. Well, I mean, the Jets won a game against the Cowboys. That was a super big fluke. But anyway, I mean, the talent gap in the NFL this year is. Ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Anyway, with the Monday Night Game, they debuted the Star Wars trailer for The Last Skywalker. Did you see it? I did not see it. I don't know if I just didn't watch into it that much. It was, uh, it was, it was right, right at halftime, right before Charlie Puth's shit performance. Yeah, I didn't see it then. It was pretty good. Pretty interesting. We, uh, I don't know. I think, I think Ray is going to turn to the dark side, but... Uh, this is this is my take on the Star Wars at this point. I think they're almost turning into more of a Marvel where they're making too many. 
This I don't even last, this. So this is the last one of the, like the, the, the whole entire thing. Apparently this is it. This is it. Okay. Well then maybe I might need to catch up Cause I honestly don't even think I've seen the last star Wars. So did you see, you saw episode seven, but you haven't seen episode eight. Yeah. I didn't see episode eight and I didn't see the solo movie, but me and you went and saw, um, saw episode seven, like two Christmases ago. No, me and you saw the fucking one about, it was a one-off movie. Oh, like the Death Star movie? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, where they steal the plans or something to destroy the Death Star? Is that what Yeah. It? Yeah, I don't know. I just think that they're, they're just going too deep into it. They should have made a couple of them and called it quits at this point. I haven't seen the last one, and I'm maybe I'll go end up watching the last one and see the new one, but... You should. It's it, it, it's very good. Anyway, I'm very excited for it. Probably have a full breakdown of that around Christmas time. Comes out December twentieth. So I have to, you have to take like six days off because those movies are like forty nine hours long. They are very long. <laughs> but in other big news, especially big news for anyone outside of the Midwest, you don't give a shit. But this was huge news that dropped last night on Twitter. Mizzou and Kansas are renewing their rivalry in basketball so the border war is back on in men's basketball it starts next december with a neutral site game in kansas city they'll alternate for four years in between um columbia and lawrence and then they're going to come back in 2025 play another neutral site game in kansas city travis how big is this for not only the two programs but for college basketball in general and do you think this is a top five rivalry in, in, in college basketball this is huge for both schools because you got like, dude, this this game in Kansas City is going to sell out mm-hmm. so fast. It's going to be amazing. We're absolutely going to go. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. It's good to see. I'm glad to, I, we get to play those pieces of shit over there on the other side of the border in dog shit Kansas. Is it a top five rivalry in college basketball? I'm gonna have to say no. I would say maybe, maybe is nine or ten. I don't think it's just, and honestly, just because of, of how it's died off in the last what seven, eight years. How long? Yeah, so we, have, we haven't played them since 2012. Yeah, so it's been seven years. I think if if it's been a rivalry those past years, it is creeping in on the top five. But I would say maybe top ten. I actually looked at a. I want to say it was a, an article that ranked the uh, college basketball rivalries top twenty. Mizzou had uh, three in the top 20. 20 was Mizzou-Arkansas. Like 15 or 16 was Mizzou-Illinois, and 13 was Mizzou-Kansas. I definitely – well, the Mizzou-Illinois rivalry never died. Like, we still play them every year. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't as crazy as Mizzou-Kansas one. So think about next year. Think about Mizzou's non-con schedule with having to play Kansas and Illinois. I mean – that's huge. Yeah. So like we're not gonna. It probably won't really compete, to be honest with you, for a few years again, unless them. they get their fucking shit handed out to them by the fucking NCAA. That's true, but um, it's huge. Top ten, no, or top five, no, maybe top ten. I was gonna say top ten because you got to think about Duke, uh, UNC. Duke, Duke UNC is easily number one. Uh, Duke UNC, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, fucking, there's a lot of other ones out there. I'm sure Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan State's a big one. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan State. You got to think of some more ACs. There's some more um, Notre Dame and um, Duke are, is a big one. Kentucky, Florida is a big one. 
Kentucky Louisville is huge too. Yeah. So That's I mean, you have you have all those like top tier blue blood schools uh, that have those rivalries against each other before Mizzou KU in the last seven years has happened. So um, it's definitely exciting to see for college basketball. College basketball is one of my favorite times of the year. Do you want to see them revive it in other sports like football as well? Do I want to? Yes. Do I think so? No. I think there's too few football games in the season to work their way into it within the next three to five years. So that's, like, so that's what, that's what Gabe Darman said. He said that, do I think they had, do I, do I think it happens? He goes, yes, I think it's closer than it ever was before, but with that, with how far you schedule out football seasons, like it's so hard to squeeze you in. Somewhere. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure you have your non-con schedule set through like 2023 already. Yeah. So it might, it might be a bit – it's hard to work your way into 12 games when you only get three non-con four. games. Four. four. You get four well, non-con oh, Kansas, games. Yeah, Can, Kansas only gets three. Yeah. So – Mizzou gets well, four. Yeah. Kansas gets three because the, the Big 12 plays everybody once. Yeah, I mean – so for them, it's going to take – I would say maybe within the decade we might see it, but that's about it. Maybe yeah, by sure. 2030. For sure. That would be awesome and to see. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit to say. Yeah, because, I mean, that's an and automatic just job. died. Yeah, that, 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 that's <laughs> not – I mean, my, my kids will be in fucking middle school by then maybe. Not really. Not really. You better hop on it. That, that math doesn't – popping out a kid tomorrow? That math doesn't add up. Never mind. It's yeah. 19. Um fifth grade anyway um that's kind of the intro so let's go into digeners digest my friends are degenerates but i never change them liars cheats and hypocrites not good time for saving all right we're gonna roll right into our degenerates digest here um same shit as usual we got our eight picks we're going to roll into our college football where we have our three lines and our lock. I will start it off. My first pick of the week is a Saturday game at 11 a.m. Is number 20, Iowa at Northwestern. Jarrett's shaking his head like he has this game. Do you? Yep. It's my, it is the first one I was going to talk about, too. Yeah, Iowa's 10.5 point favorites, and that is what I'm rolling with in Northwestern. We got a parlay, boys. Yeah. Iowa is playing an awful conference opponent who puts up 12 points per game. Iowa has the fifth best defense in the nation. I don't see how they let them score any more than 10 to 14 points, which is right in their wheelhouse of the points they allow per game. I think it's right around the 12-13 mark. If you look at Iowa's record, yes, they do have two losses, but they're two very good losses to Michigan and Penn State, letting up a combined to those teams 27 points. Um, so I think as long as they can put up in the 20 point range, they're going to be able to cover this 10 and a half point spread easily. Love it. Didn't take the spread. I took the over under and I'm taking the over of 37 and a half, 37 and a half, 37 and a half, bro. Oh my God. Dude, honestly, just tease this game and it's a guarantee hit. Seriously. And I, I don't know why I didn't do that earlier. I'm going to go back and do it again. Um, yeah, Saturday, 11 a.m. ESPN, ESPN2. Travis got Iowa minus 10.5. I got Northwestern over 37.5. Take them both on a parlay. Tease them. Fucking just went oodles and oodles of money. 37.5. That is insanely low for a college football game. I mean, insanely low. So in 
these two teams' Big Ten games this year, this over would have hit 50% of the time, exactly half. Iowa won out of their four Big Ten games. I know it's not super convincing, but Northwestern, it would have hit in three out of four of their Big Ten games. Is it a sure thing? No. But Northwestern's defense isn't that great. They're allowing an average of 30 points per game in their Big Ten games this year. Iowa is scoring nearly 21 points per game in their Big Ten matchups. So put them up against a shitty Northwestern D. I think they can put up at least 30. I think Northwestern can at least score a touchdown or so. Like Travis said, 10 to 14 points. Um, and like he, like he also said, Iowa's also played number six Penn State and number 19 Michigan, which both have pretty good defenses. So that 21 points per game in their Big Ten matchups is a bit skewed there. Um, Northwestern's letting up 25 points per game and nearly 350 yards on defense. Iowa's gaining 405, 405 yards a game on offense. So I think they're going to put up points. I think it's going to be a route. I like Travis's minus 10.5. I see, I see this being like a 34 to like 10 game. All right, there you go. Like I said, if you want to feel frisky, do a seven-point teaser. The payout's not great, but you know that that damn well should hit for sure. Um, rolling into our second, my second pick, I have a Saturday night game, 9.30. I think this might be the latest game of, of Saturday. San Diego State at UNLV. San Diego State is 13.5-point favorites. It's kind of large, larger than I like to take, but that is what I'm taking. I am a little skeptical about it. But I think San Diego State is legit. They're six and one. They haven't really blown any team out of the water. But what gets me is UNLV's average margin of loss, which is 26 points. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. They're also 121st in the NCAA in total defense. That's 10th worst in the country of all FBS teams. That's terrible. I think San Diego State can go on the road at UNLV and handle this one, just given how awful UNLV has been this season. San Diego State minus 13.5, two touchdown spread. The Aztecs. San Diego State holds a near and dear place to my heart because I was in school whenever we had the Mo Miracle the TJ Mo miracle against San Diego state. Um, but I like that pick a lot, even though, you know, the um, great town, but just not, a, not a very good college town. My third more, I guess my second game, I had it ranked number three um, for me is another kind of low ball school. Like Travis has, um, I've been tending to do one of these at least once a week here. I kind of like them. Um, I got the Florida international university Panthers at middle Tennessee state. This is at Saturday at 2.30 on the NFL Network, which is kind of crazy. Um, and FIU is two-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm taking FIU. 
Neither of these teams against the spread are fantastic this year, but FIU is four and three, and Middle Tennessee is two and five on on the year in terms of their record. Um, Middle Tennessee State is allowing almost 500 yards a game on defense. FIU is gaining four and four, so I can see them kind of just running it down their throat, passing it, whatever they have to do to kind of run away with this one. FIU is also on a three-game win streak. They need to get this W if they want to remain alive in the Conference USA race. They're 2-2 two and two right now, two games back of, the, of a 4-0 team. Can't remember, can't remember who it is. Um, but two and a half points, a 4-3 and three team with a 2-5 and five team. Um, I'm taking FIU all day here. All right. Let's go into our third pick. Mine is one that you might not, you might not like. Arkansas at number one, Alabama. Saturday at 6 p.m., Alabama's 32-point favorites going into this one. And you know who I'm taking? Arkansas. Arkansas plus 32. And why do I like this game? Bama, this season, has not beaten an SEC opponent by more than 30. Why else? They played Tennessee last week, who was dog shit, and they didn't beat them by more than 30. Yeah. You know why else I'm not taking it? Because two is not playing. He's out for the game. He they pulled uh, him out. They, they, he's his knees or whatever is he's got a high ankle sprain. They said that he is going to at least miss one game. Um, so I don't think he plays. That would be stupid for them to play them against an Arkansas team they can beat right now. The spread's at 32. They put up a season low last, last week against Tennessee of 35 points af, after Tua was removed in the second quarter. So I feel like Nick Starkle and the Arkansas offense have enough gas in the tank to not get blown out again like they did last week, especially against an Alabama team with a second-string quarterback. I think 32 points is a lot to cover with a backup quarterback, so I'm taking Arkansas plus 32. I love that pick. Um, totally forgot two was not playing. Um, hopefully I already put out all my bets for the week as far as like my limits at, so hopefully I win some money before then so I can, I, I can hammer that one. <laughs> it's um, Saturday at 6 p.m., so you have time. I do. I do have time. I do have time. Um, I love that pick, Trav. Good one. My next one is number six, Penn State at Michigan State. This is at Saturday at 2.30 on ABC. You motherfucker. Penn State, is, is is this your lock of the week? This is my lock of the week. You got Penn State minus six and a half? Absolutely, all day long. Yes. So I won't, I won't dive too much into it since Travis, is, is, is this is his lock of the week. But Penn State has a legit defense, allowing 200, 282 yards a game, only 66 yards a game on the ground. Um, and to me, I know if you can't run the ball, you can't fucking win. And especially you can't beat a ranked team that has a stout defense like that by more than a touch. Uh, can't beat them. I, I think Penn State is, is, a legit, is, is a legit team. I think they're going to be undefeated rolling into the Iowa State game late in November. Um, so I'm taking them minus six and a half. And I'll let Travis talk more on that. Yeah, I mean, you talked about their defense. It's number three in the country. And from here on out, every game is huge for Penn State because they're ranked number sixth and they're undefeated. They have to they can't afford a close game. They have to pretty much beat anybody or everybody by seven points, ten points or more. They're far, far, by far the better team here. They beat two ranked opponents in a row. Meanwhile, Michigan State has lost the two ranked opponents in a row. So you might as well make it three. You might as well make it by more than six and a half. Um, Penn State is going to shut down Michigan State pretty easily. Also, just a little sprinkle a little feather dust on top of that. Uh, Michigan State is two and five against the spread this year. 
So, yep. Yep. Hammer that, that six and a half point spread. That's my lock. There you go. Love it. Love the lock. Obviously have that as my pick. I'll roll into my lock of the week. My lock of the week is number 15, Texas at TCU Saturday at two 30 on Fox. Got a lot of two 30 games. This. I wanted this bad dude. Texas is minus one. against. I, I don't know how you don't take that. Right. That's my lock. Texas minus one. I hate it. I hate it for the fact of horns down forever. Everything Texas is, but minus one, minus Come one. On. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of dive into it, Trav. You know, they can't lose that game. Yeah, te- yeah, they can't. They cannot. Texas minus one at t- basically you're picking them to win. Actually, the spread is better. It, the The odds are better if you pick them at minus one rather than money line. Money line was minus one fifteen. Minus one was minus one ten. Um. So anyway, Texas almost lost to Katie last week. We all saw it. It would have been fucking hilarious if they would have. Um, but it didn't happen. And their only loss this year is to a very, very good Oklahoma team by a touchdown. TCU's dropped two in a row to Iowa State and Kansas State. Kansas State is not that great this year at all. They lost to them. TCU does have a stout defense. They're allowing only 200, 281 yards a game, but Texas has a high-powered offense, putting up nearly 480 yards a game. TCU's defensive stats may also be very, very crutched and enabled by an easy schedule thus far. They've had no top 25 matchups. I think this is a very big overreaction to, to Texas's near loss last week against Kansas. I literally think Vegas like saw that, like, man, Texas maybe not as, as good as we think they are. Let's put a fucking minus one on this one. I honestly think this is a mortal lock. Um, side note, you might want to peep the over at 59 for some bonus action. My lock of the week, number 15, Texas, minus one at TCU. Yeah, I like it. I don't think they struggle with them, obviously, like they did against Kansas. But I didn't pick it. I was super close to picking it. Don't know why I didn't include that. But hey, that gives you just an extra little actual oomph of money. Oomph. Um, that does it for our college picks. We're going to roll into our NFL picks, which starts with Thursday night football. Honestly, not a fan of any of these primetime games this week, but we got to roll into it. Thursday night, Redskins at Vikings. Uh, and if you're not familiar, we do the spread and over-under. We get to pick one of them. Vikings are 16-point favorites at home against the Redskins, and the over-under is 42. Uh, I'm going to let you lead this one off. Yeah, I took the Vikings minus 16 here. Uh, I know it's a lot. It scares the living shit out of me. But, dude, uh, if you look at this Redskins. This is why Jared is one and six, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, but this is true. But if you look at this Redskins team, they legitimately should have zero wins right now. The only reason why the 49ers didn't blow them out of the water last week is because it was a fucking, they're playing in a monsoon where Nick Bosa can do a goddamn belly slide across the field. Uh, or is it Nick or Joey? Which one's it there? Nick is the 49ers. Okay. So um, the Redskins would have lost to the Dolphins by two touchdowns if Fitzmagic would have played the whole game. I have no doubt in my mind about that. They only won by one. The Vikings have finally seemed to caught wind and their defense has been improving every single week. They've won three games in a row by an average of 16 points. They beat the Giants, the Eagles, and the Lions three weeks in a row by an average of 16 points. They're also putting up 404 yards a game on offense, while the Skins are allowing 385 yards on defense. Big day for Cousins and company coming. 
Lastly, Minnesota, four and two against the spread. Washington, one and five. Lock it in. Vikings minus 16. Man, I'm not, I'm not going to go against you. I'm not picking the Redskins plus 16, but I just absolutely don't like the spread. Uh, you have the evidence to back it up. That's good. Not going to pick it. And the reason is because the Redskins just held the 49ers to a 9 nothing three-field goal game. It was fucking raining there, bro. It was a monsoon all day. I know. I get it, but whatever. I'm not a big fan of big spreads like this. Three scores is a lot for me. It's just asking for a possible backdoor cover. Hopefully it hits for you. But I am taking the under of 42 in this one. Thursday night games have more than likely been a bore, hitting a lot of unders. High-scoring games are also just a hit or miss with the Vikings. More high rather than lately, which I feel like they're due for a low-scoring game. And I feel like it's definitely going to be a miss with the Redskins offense. I don't think they put up more than two scores. So I'm going to have to take the under here and maybe like a 24-6 game. Under 42. Ooh. Snooze fest. Like oh, most of those. boring make. as shit. I'm only going to watch it because I'm finally starting Stefan Diggs after benching him for two weeks when he scored a combined 50. Points. But hey, a 24-6 would hit both those. It would. It would. Um. So I'm taking minus 16 on the Vikings. Didn't like it. Travis I don't like it. I don't like this game at all. No, it's horrible. I'll bet it just to, just to have a dog in the fight, but I don't like this game at all. This next one, we'll probably have the same pick. We're on the, I, sunny, the yeah. sunny night game. What? No, go ahead. You can announce it. I was just going to talk. The Sunday night game, we have the Green Bay Packers. Pat, wow. <laughs> Pack was we had the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Packers are five and a half point favorites. The over under is forty seven and a half. You got to believe that if Mahomes was playing this game, it'd, Dude, be, like a, it'd be more like a pick 'em. I hate, I hate this because this game would be so much fun to watch if Patrick Mahomes was playing. Yeah, and it's not, and I can't believe it's not more than five and a half. So that's what I'm taking, and I hate it. It's a bummer. I'm taking the Packers minus five and a half. Yep, me too. I mean, this was primed to be an awesome game. Like I said, now it's ruined. I would love to see the Chiefs take this game, even with me betting the Packers, just because I think somebody needs to stomp a mud hole in the Packers' ass to just deflate their head a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you just, if you just look at it, like Matt Moore on offense, there's 0% chance that they – can cover or win with Matt Moore as their quarterback. I, we I saw him. Travis and I have a very, very soft spot for Matt Moore. <laughs> Our first year as Dolphins fans is 2016. Ryan Tannehill tears his ACL halfway through the year. Matt Moore comes in and actually does a damn good job at leading the team and leads us to a playoff spot. He got his ass lit up in a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and pretty much got a fucking level five concussion. But that is what that, that's another story of a different day. Mm-hmm. But um, then again, he came in the second year into dog shit. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City's allowing 250 yards a game passing, and Aaron Rodgers is throwing for 288. So I think he's going to light up the secondary. This is a no-brainer for me. Sorry, sorry, Chiefs fans. You're going to have to limp to, to the bye week. Um, and it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough few literally, weeks. Literally limp. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I, I would like to see – honestly, this may, might be the one week, you know, that I actually cheer for the Chiefs because I'm not a huge Chiefs fan. Um but I just, if I'm betting, man, which we are, I cannot take 
cannot not take the Packers at minus five and a half. If I am doing decent at that point, at this point in the week, I will root for Matt Moore and the Chiefs to beat Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 100%, no doubt about it. The Packers have just been too good lately to not pick this. So if you're wanting like a good pick, this is the one of the primetime games to take. Yep. Which leads into the Monday night game, which should be, should be due for absolute misery for everyone watching. It is the Dolphins, me and Jared's Dolphins, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are 14.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 42.5. I don't even know where to start in this one, but I'm taking the Fins and the points here. Me too. Me too. 14.5 is a lot for a Steelers team who has yet to lift their offense like to that next level to show me that they can beat a team by more than two scores. So they did beat Cincinnati by 24, but again – We've Travis and I have said this on the podcast numerous times. We honestly think that when this, when Cincinnati comes to Miami, that the dolphins might kick their ass. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's awful. I know the dolphins aren't good, but 14 and a half is a lot to a Steelers team. Who's still like trying to find out their own identity. Um, also the Steelers are only averaging 20 and a half points per game. So realistically, they're going to have to keep the dolphins under 10 points. Which I don't see happening with the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played the last game in a quarter. Um, game and I, half, just, I yeah. just don't see, I just don't see it happening. So Dolphins plus 14 and a half, I think is a fair pick. Me too. A hundred percent. I honestly might, if I could have picked this for my lock, the week I would have, because the Steelers aren't good. They beat the Cincinnati, they beat the Bengals and they beat the chargers by seven, which we all know now looking back on it, that chargers win is not that great of a victory. Um, last week, the, the Dolphins were 17-point dogs against the Bills. 90% of the money in Vegas was on Bills minus 17. And guess what? Vegas looked like fucking geniuses, and they cashed again. So I honestly think they're doing the same shit this weekend, and they're putting a giant spread against the Dolphins, hoping that people take the bait and bet on the Steelers. But we're not doing it. I'm not, I already actually put my money on the Dolphins at plus 14.5. Plus... I think with Fitzpatrick, like Travis said, they can do good enough. Keep the turnovers at a minimum to cover this spread. Also, Travis, did, did you know this? The Dolphins, this is a surprise, and this is a Brian Flores culture thing. They're the third least penalized team in, in the NFL. Okay, I did not know that, but that's good to know. Yeah, so they don't make mistakes. I think they can cover this spread very easily. All right. We both like it. We have some. We don't have any conflicting picks. I think for since we've been doing good, the config the conflicting picks have been out of the way. Yes. So well, let's move on into our lock of the week, in which mine is a game which you might have also. It is the Broncos at the Colts Sunday. It's a noon game. The Colts are six and a half point favorites, and I am taking the Colts. It actually moved to six. And moved to six? Yeah. Well, God dang. I'm going to take that then. Colts at minus six. Uh, me and Jarrett were watching just this past weekend. We saw what the Colts did to the Texans when they have a healthy defense, and it's kind of dangerous. Yep. And we all saw what happened to the Broncos against the Chiefs defense, and the Chiefs defense sucks. The six-point spread is music to my ears, and I love it. The Broncos are struggling. The Colts are riding high, coming off two huge wins against Kansas City and Houston. So I'm taking a touchdown victory by far in Lucas Oil on Sunday. Same. I have the same exact thing. Darius Leonard's back, the fucking maniac. That defense, like Travis said, I mean, they let up 23 points to the Texans, which may seem like a lot. 
but the Texans are legit. Lit up 13 points the week before to Kansas City and Mahomes. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. And the Colts are playing great football right now. Um, Denver is three and four against the spread. Indy's three, one, and one. I think this is easy money. Um, and Kobe Brissett, uh, uh, sorry, Jacoby Brissett is doing exactly what he needs to do to win football games. Um, he's spreading the ball around. Um, Eric Ebron had a fantastic uh, touchdown catch last week. Um, and really, I, which I still have yet to see because I was pissing when that happened. Yeah, which Travis and I actually had a bet out on the Texans, and we told them ourselves we're never betting on them the rest of the year. <laughs> them in fucking Seattle. Sorry, Russell Wilson. Love you, but no. But anyway, yeah, my lock of the week is also Colts minus six. Um, yeah, Travis and I are on the on the same brave length. Oh, wow, I can't talk tonight. That's it. There we go. And, of course, rolling into our upset of the week, as I mentioned that we are going to start including our upset of the week within our record, I didn't really like any this week. I so love I'm mine. Taking- I love mine. I am taking a huge one that I do not like at all. Did you? And you're going to dog me for it. Let me, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. Everyone's going to dog me for it. Let me guess. Did you do any of the, any of the prime thing games we, we talked about? No. Okay. You did. Shit. I can't remember who it was. It was, it was like plus 425 or something like that. It is, it is plus 475. You did the fucking my boy. You did the Bengals, didn't you? Oh no, yes. You did the Browns at the Patriots. The Browns at the Patriots. Plus four seventy-five. The value here, ladies and gentlemen. The value. Sunday, it's a three twenty-five game. So if you're struggling, you lose those noon games and you need to throw a bet down and win some money on the afternoon games. The Browns plus four seventy-five. I'm going for it. I've told you I didn't like many upsets this week. This could be a huge one. I think the I think the Patriots are looking past the Browns. Given what they've done in their last stretch of games, they're due and they need a win. Baker's itching for a breakout game, and what other time to have it in Foxborough against the Patriots? It's the cocksucking scumbag Patriots taking the Browns plus four seventy-five, and you best bet I'm having my Baker jersey on all day long. So I will probably hit that if I'm up at that point because I liked it when I that was that was my just, second pick, Travis. You just can't not with that for value. Val- 
for value purposes, no, you cannot. Because that is my second that was my second favorite pick. Um the Patriots gotta lose at some point. Their schedule this far has not been great has not been easy. And I mean sorry, their schedule the Patriots schedule at this point has been easy. The Browns has not. So I feel like something's gotta give. Um the Patriots need to get their early season loss out of the way early before they go on a tear from December to January. Um my upset of the week. I'm going against a team winning its last week, Travis, and it turned out great. Um, Bears? Yeah. Chargers at Bears. The Chargers are plus 175 Sunday at noon. Um, Vegas keeps making Chicago a a favorite at home. I mean, look what happened last week. Teddy we. I think it's time that Chicago fans are like, okay, Mitch Trubisky finally sucks. What Travis has now been saying for two years yeah, fucking close the case on him. Exactly. Um, who's the bar? The Barstool Chicago guy. I can't remember. It might be like one of the Barstool Chicago guys was like, "We suck. This defense is horrendous." Blah blah blah. Like, you know, we've drafted so many quarterbacks. Eventually, one's got to pan out, right? But they haven't. Mitch Trubisky's horrible. That defense is not as great as it was last year. Khalil Mack actually looks a step slower. Teams are figuring out how to stunt on him, double team him. Sorry for all you Hub Chicago listeners. I we apologize for it. The slander has to continue. But I think the Chargers coming to Chicago this weekend and get a win. Um, the Chargers have had some bad luck. Um, they should have won at Tennessee on Sunday if Melvin Gordon wouldn't fumbled at the goal line like he did, um, and a bunch of boneheaded mistakes. Phil Rivers and the, he has a talented offense. Keenan Allen, um, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Um, what's the Williams guy's name? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Their offensive line is starting to get healthier. Um, I just think it's, this is the week they turn and write the ship. Plus 175 Chargers at the Bears on Sunday at noon. There you go. Those are upsets of the week, which we are 8-2 and two on. So Jared's, not, Jared's a little more realistic. Mine is more of, hey, I could win a shit ton I'm of I'm 1,000% going to take that. I'm going to put – I'll tell you guys right now. <laughs> we don't we don't bet a lot. We have a two hundred dollar limit every week. But if I am up at least twenty five to thirty dollars, come because I like put all my bets out at the beginning of the week. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even make that <laughs> hardly. If 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 I'm up that come that noon game, I'm putting a fifty burger on the fucking on the Browns. That would be that would be the payout payout of the year for us. And that is our gambling line. So we hope you enjoy. As always, we're going to go into our first and 10, which we have some NBA action coming your way. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now. And honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, we're going to roll into our first and 10 segment that ironically has nothing to do with football this week. Um, yeah, it's going to be – I don't really know. 
It's going to be like, so last year, whoops, I'm trying to open up a bottle. I was trying to like come up with a, with the first and 10, but for basketball. I mean, there's nothing really can do. Fourth quarter, two seconds. Left, down three. Go. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about the NBA season. It obviously kicks off tonight. Um, it is Tuesday, October 22nd, like we already said. Um, and we're just going to kick it off with what we think are top 10 players in the NBA. Um, I mean, this is pretty, this is pretty easy. Yeah, it is. I feel like your top, I feel like your 10th can be questionable because mine is. Mine might be a little biased. You're, you're probably Blake Griffin then. Um, so we got, I mean, obviously you got LeBron. Number one's LeBron? Oh, for sure. Mine's, mine, mine's Giannis. No. Um, why I mean, do, I why do you think LeBron? I didn't really weird. rank him. You didn't really rank him? No. Okay. So kind of, I, I mean, like, I feel like these could be your top. I mean, I feel like they could be in anywhere, really, except for my 10th. But, like, you got LeBron in there. I, I think have, I have a dynamic player to ever play the game. Yep. I have LeBron in mine. He was third on mine. Yeah. KD. No, KD's not playing this year, so I didn't put him in there. Oh, come on. He didn't say top 10 players this season. I said top 10, top 10 players in the NBA, but I guess it's KD. I didn't put KD in mind because the fucking bum-ass fucking lanky motherfucker's not playing this year. Okay, well, he's two on mine because any normal player would have – any normal person would have him. He got Kawhi. I had Kawhi at number two in mine, yep. Ray yeah, Giannis. Probably the best two-way player in the game. I don't know. There's just something about me that just hates Kawhi deep down. I don't really know why. Because <laughs> his laugh makes you want to rip his face off. You got Giannis. I have Giannis as well. You got Harden. So Harden on mine was way down the list. Harden on mine was like um, Harden. I listed him at eighth. He's just such a shooter. You have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was um, six on mine. Yeah, as much as you hate him, you have to respect him. You have to have Steph Curry. I have Steph Curry as five on mine. You have to have Russell Westbrook. He's four on mine, yep. I have Joel Embiid. I, did, I hate Joel Embiid. I think he's a bum. He's from Kansas. I did not okay. have him in my top doesn't ten. doesn't matter if he's from Kansas or not. He's a very good basketball player. I did not have him in my top ten. And then so. my tenth is biased because, it's like, honestly, it's just up for grabs. And I think this is, he's a player who's underrated and has been for quite a few years because they don't watch him enough, and it's Blake Griffin. I don't disagree with that. Um, the three players he's you missed on mine. He's definitely top 15. Yeah, oh, the three players you missed on mine, and you could argue that all three of these guys, if they're not, if they're not in your top ten, they're at, they're at least in the top fifteen. I have Nikola Jokic from Denver. Yeah, he was he was debatable my number ten. I got Dame Lillard. I think if Dame Lillard was paired with a great big man, he would be a fucking MVP candidate every year. Um, and you know, I'm gonna try Luka, to guess your last one, Luca Luca Doncic. Ooh, yep, yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He is very good. I think a guy who gets who gets overshadowed a lot and thought underthought is Clay Thompson. I know he's not playing this year. Yeah, that so like I, I didn't lump in Katie and Clay Thompson because they weren't playing this year. So, which we didn't lead off with that. By the way, Zion, we know this for the NBA. Zion, which sucks, is out six to eight weeks. I mean, you very, see it coming. I was very much. 
very much looking forward to watching him ball out, but he he goes way too hard. Yeah, I mean, he plays this like it's fucking like it's a football game. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, like we just said, KD is supposed to be out the full year. Although there's rumors that he could return before the end of the year, I don't think they're going to risk it. Um, and then obviously, um, Clay Thompson's out the full year as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is just modern day sports. I don't know if every if the trainers just suck, if they're just pussies or what it is. People are getting hurt way too much for way too long, way too often. Yeah. Anyway, those were our top ten NBA players. We're gonna roll into something that I that I came up with. I think is pretty cool. Um, because the big threes are dead. You no longer have the big threes. Now we're back to like old school NBA, the best NBA tandems. So I wrote down five. How many did you write down? Um, I didn't like super prep. I only have two written down, but I know that I could probably come up with five. All right. So who are who are you two? Who are your two? I mean, obviously you have Anthony Davis and LeBron. Yep, up there because they're they are going to take the Lakers to the next level. Hopefully this year. Yeah. Um, and then James Harden and Russell Westbrook right now. So, are, dude, dude, that was legit. My my one and two. Yeah, I mean, those are the two that are like the most notable for sure. You could say it's not, but it's not this year. Uh, KD and Kyrie. Yeah. But it's not this year. It's not this year. Yeah, I didn't write that one down. Like. My next one, I also said Kawhi and PG thirteen. Yeah, I forgot about that. I just, yeah. I don't, man. Dude, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big Paul, Paul George guy either. No, and everyone's hyping up the Clippers like, oh, they're gonna win the West. Better pump the brakes. Yeah, I think right. so too. I think so too. I also had Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson once he gets healthy. Okay, that's a different one. Yeah. Um. I'm not really sure who is left in Milwaukee with Giannis. Not a lot, uh, but I do like Chris Middleton and, and, and Giannis. Yeah, Chris Middleton is a sharpshooter for sure. I, um, I, so my last one, I had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can shoot the three now, man. Yep. Better watch out. They're dangerous. The East is honestly almost comparable to Wide the, the fuck open. Yeah, I mean, the, the NBA might actually be interesting to watch this year. So, yeah, th- those are the five tandems I had down. I mean, you could ar- obviously argue for Giannis and Chris Middleton. Um, I mean, if you want to argue Curry and fucking Draymond Green, you can, but I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Um, one that yeah. might be a surprise tandem this year, Jokic and fucking MPJ. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Maybe for like ten games till MPJ pulls something in his body. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that we just wanted to cover some NBA tandems. We also want to do um, biggest surprise team, and my biggest surprise team is one that you might not have thought of. It is the Washington Wizards. They they're power ranked to start the year at twenty five, and I think they're way better than that. They were an eight. I have I so time out. I have them on a fringe playoff team. Yeah. They start I mean, they started, yeah, I mean, power ranked at twenty fifth. That's way too low. I think they could be that seven to eight seed team that gets in the playoffs. They're not the bottom fucking six of the NBA. No. I don't think so either. I have them at I have them at nine or ten in, in they the still East. have Brad Beal. I know we just got a huge deal. Uh that actually Ryan, I should 
wrapped, turn that into a wrap, uh, and John Wall. So I still think that they're decent. Yeah. Whatever. My biggest surprise team, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not a surprise, is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. And that's because I think they're going to be a lot better than what people actually give them credit for. Um, I honestly think that that team was, was Zion, yeah, that was close to being mine. Cause Zion, I know Zion's out six to eight weeks. That's not ideal, but I think actually trading Anthony Davis helps this team. They got, um, they kept drew holiday. Who's a great lockdown defender. They got Lonzo ball. They got Brandon Ingram to help both in the front and the backcourt. They still have J.J. Redick. They got Derek Favors. I think you have a very, very deep team down there in New Orleans. Um, so I honestly think they are a fringe playoff team, if not a six or a seven seed. Well, J.J.'s um, never missed the playoffs. So yeah, J.J.'s never missed the playoffs. Um, so that's going to be very interesting kind of going forward. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, think, I think for me the Pelicans are going to be the most surprising team. All right. For me, to, for them to surprise me, they'd have to be like a six seed. Probably so I, I have them like a seven, eight seed right now. So if I can see them making the playoffs. Um, but either way, we also have a team that's most likely to underperform, underperform. And I have two teams on mine. Probably going to go with whichever team you don't pick. So I did the Golden State Warriors. Oh. I mean, that's almost kind of expected, though. They lost so, a lot of talent. Clay's hurt. Yeah, but I, th- I, I still, still think, think they I, make the playoffs. Everywhere I read, there's people are still having them in, in, in the top four in, in the West, and I don't see it, man. I see them more as like a 6-7 seed in the West. Without, right, so here, here's me. When Steph Curry plays – like Steph Curry is, is a phenomenal basketball player, as much as I hate to admit it. But when he plays bad, Clay Thompson was there to bail him out. Now, without Clay Thompson, what the fuck happens? Because Draymond Green is good for maybe about one in or 15 games shooting from three. Um, I honestly see them having their lowest playoff seeding since Steve Kerr took over. In Steve Kerr's first year, they won the West and got the one seed. I don't think they've had lower than like a two or three since he took over. I see them being like honestly like five, six, maybe even seven range. Yeah, and I said I, I still think they make the playoffs. They're definitely not one of the top teams in the West. And that, I mean, that's just expected of me. I don't think that's a surprise. Mine, I have one of two teams. I, I'm i going to just say in both. I have the Nets and the Celtics. Obviously, I mean, maybe not so much I the Nets. I love both those picks. Maybe not so much the Nets. I do think that Kyrie is a little overrated, especially without KD for most of the year. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.
Um, Kyrie's just overrated. He's, you know, nearing on the wrong side of, I think he's 30, right? Over 30? I don't know, but I mean, he has to have a superstar on his team to help him out. He had LeBron yeah. to aid him when he was in saw what he, I mean, you saw what he did with the Celtics. He yeah. didn't do anything crazy great. And then all these Celtics fans are in love with their young roster they have. They love the Kemba Walker edition. Kemba Walker is literally the same thing as Kyrie Irving. The dude takes way too many shots per game. I think the rest of the roster is completely overrated. Jason Tatum can go do some shitty emos commercials for all I care. He is overrated. He had a good rookie year. That's about it. They paid Jalen Brown way too much money. Way too much money. That fucking bum from Cal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. I mean, the Celtics are just, they're on my top list of teams to underperform along with the Nets. Um, and I'd love to see them just both crash and burn. Yep. Yep. Uh, don't disagree there. So we have underperforming teams. We're going to roll into, we're, we're not going to do the one through eight like we did last year. For those of you who've been OG, two drunk brothers listeners, we're just going to do who you think is going to win the Western Conference. Um, I'm going rogue because I told you I didn't love the Clippers. I'm going to say the Nuggets. That's not rogue. That's actually one of the favorite picks right now. Well, rogue, rogue considering like everyone's hopping on the Clippers dick. I'm not going to pick the Clippers. I'm going to pick the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets. I'm just worried about their bench depth. Um, I'm actually going to go homer here, and I'm going to pick the Lakers. I think No LeBron, chance. Dude, I think LeBron and AD, if Rondo can stay healthy, that he provides a spark off the bench. If he doesn't start because they're going to have LeBron run the point. Um, I just don't think – and I'm fully on board with you. Like We, we can both be in agreement that the Clippers are not going to be it because – um, I don't – Paul George has never proven himself that he can play with the superstar. He couldn't do it in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook. He's definitely not going to be able to do it in L.A. with fucking Kawhi Leonard. I know their bench is deep. They got Pat, They got Patrick Beverly. They got fucking Lou Williams. But I just don't see it. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lakers and be Homer here. Nuggets were my, were, were, were my second pick. Which leads us to our East winner. Um, and I have redemption team all o- written all over it. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yep, same. I don't. I mean, you could argue the 76ers, um, but I just I think that Giannis is too dynamic of a player to not lead this team to back to back conference champions, uh, conference championships. I guess I should say. Which would it be cool to see a Nuggets Bucks. Or Bucks Lakers, um, any any anything different because it's going to be different this year. But I also had the Bucks as well. Um, they would have been there last year if Kawhi Leonard wouldn't have been on the Raptors. Uh, I feel that a hundred percent. Chris Middleton, like we already said, Chris Middleton, Kawhi Leonard form a great duo. They got some good depth there, and I just think they have a, a chemistry that is unmatched in the East. And I think they easily get there and they kind of get a little, like you said, a little bit of redemption, which leads us into our NBA way too early NBA finals pick. Cause honestly this year, the NBA is wide open. We are one or two bad injuries away from our picks being fucking horrible. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what happens every year. Yeah. Who do you have? Well, last year we both picked the, the warriors and they lost to the, they lost to the Raptors. Who do you have one in the, the NBA finals this year, Trev? I'm going on redemption team again. I'm yep. picking the Bucks. Yep. I think they got snubbed on just 
just a team that was hot at the moment. I think they go back, they beat them. Um, and I honestly just don't see a team in the West that matches up with them as well. I know if it were to be the Bucks and Lakers, you would have obviously LeBron on Giannis, which would be an absolute awesome matchup to watch. Yes. But I think just the Bucks go deeper. They've had more and just said they have more youth and more spark to their play than any other team. I, I think so too. I also have the Bucks. Even though I have the Lakers winning the West, I do think if it's Bucks Lakers, I think Giannis kind of as much as it pains me to say as a LeBron fan. By the way, I've been a LeBron fan for a very long time. For those of you new listeners, I'm not just a fucking bandwagoner. Um, He's lying. No, I have been. Because uh, like, gr- growing up in St. Louis, we didn't have a lot of basketball to cheer for. Um, but I do think that Giannis would make LeBron look like a fool a bit. And I think that the youth and the bench of the Bucks would outlast anybody from the West. So I also have the Bucks as well. There we go. Um, so it leads us into, it. sorry, into our last one before our listener question. I added this late, Travis. I don't know if you saw it, but MVP. Did you get? Did Did you write down an MVP? An MVP. I did not write down an MVP. I didn't see that. Um, Giannis won last year, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he goes back to back. Which is who we both picked. I know. You don't think he goes back to back? No, I don't think so. We because we, we we both picked him last year and he actually won, which is kind of cool. Who are you picking them? Picking Anthony Davis. Um, great two way player, one of the best lockdown defenders in the post. And since he's not going to be the star or the main focus on a team, I think it frees him up a bit more offensively. Teams are going to key in on LeBron, leave AD more open for some post shots and maybe even average a, uh, you know, a very high double, double, um, you know, 2020 rebounds and points. I think that gets him an MVP. He's actually fourth on the list this year. He's plus 700. So lock that in. His health is in question to me, but I don't mind that pick. Mine is going to be a player that I actually really do not like. And it's going to be James Harden. He's somebody who gets more free throw opportunities than anybody else in the game. Uh, he's, his ability to score is ridiculous. I'm not sure what his odds are or where he's looking at. Up, I'm looking up right like now. Jared's pulling it up. Um, but James Harden, especially with Chris Paul, it might draw some attention away from him. And now he's got a premier setup man well, for he's got, himself. I'll say, yeah, he's got, he, he's got Russell now who can actually fucking do shit besides Chris Paul. Yeah. James Harden is plus 800 right below Anthony Davis. He's fifth best. So without Chris Paul there, he has Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook to take some fucking attention off of him. Now you're going to have a lot of people looking at Russell Westbrook. He's not going to have as nearly as many open shots as he did in Oklahoma City to kind of set up James Harden for more success and more opportunity in Houston. If you want some value here, I mean, you got, you got your top three. Gian, Giannis is plus 300. Steph Curry's plus 550, LeBron's plus 650, AD's plus 700, James Harden's plus 800, Kawhi's plus 900, but then after that, you get in the thousands. And you got Travis's boy, Blake Griffin, is plus 10,000. There we go, baby. He's already, he's already hurt to start the year, but I like it. Luka, Luka Doncic, plus 5,000. Might not be a bad look. 
Might not. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so that's your MVP. Travis going with James Harden. I do not hate that pick at all, actually, as much as you would lead to believe, which leads us into our one and only big question we got from our followers this year, this week. We asked you guys. It was a little late, but we got a question from our boy, Ethan Short. Been a, been a guest on the podcast, if you've been listening. Um, he asked us, who do you have as your number eight seed in each conference? And more importantly, what separates them from the number nine seed? So I kind of listed out my teams one through eight, but we're not going to roll through them. Travis, who do you have as getting – actually, I guess we can do, – do you have them listed out at all? No, I don't have my, my teams listed out. All right, but who do you have getting the eight seed out of out of out of the East? Man, that's a tough one. Eight seed out of the East. I think honestly, it could be the Pistons because I know they're not ranked high to start. So I have the Pistons. I have the Pistons as a six seed. I'm gonna say the Pistons are an eight seed. I know they're not as deep. They're kind of just like a little bit like thrown together they're not a full on team i think that they barely sneak into the playoffs whether it's a seven or an eight seed just like last year so what's so what separates them from the nine seed who who do you think is going to be right there on the on the fringe damn that's a tough one i mean i'd say what separate like what the top eight are going to have more than the bottom eight are is going to be like a dynamic player to really change the game. Like you got the Pistons that have Blake Griffin, who's a, one of the better players in the game. And Andre and Andre Drummond. Yeah. And Andre Drummond. So you have a huge, you know, four or five combo. that's going to dominate that paint area. And Blake Griffin can now shoot the three over the last few years. I would say, you know, like your, your nine seed might be the, Fuck, I don't know. Chicago Bulls. Who don't I have, really have, I have, I have, I have the Hawks. Chicago Bulls, Atlanta Hawks. The teams that don't really have that player to lean on. So that's crunch so, time. So that's what I had. I have the Heat. Like I said I have the Pistons in my six in my six seed. Net seven. I have the Heat at eight. Um, and what's the difference for me between the Heat and what I have at nine and ten, which is the Hawks and the Wizards, unfortunately. Um, an experienced veteran presence. So, uh, Miami just signed Jimmy Butler. They have the experience there. They have they have some 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 decent role players. Where that isn't the case in Atlanta. I mean, Trey Young is a fantastic player. He's he might lead the league in assists for all we know, but they don't have that experienced veteran presence. I think that separates the eight, the eight nine seed knees, kind of like Travis said. They don't have that go to veteran guy. Exactly. Um, so in the West, the eight seed. This is kind of tough because the West is kind of just really thrown up there, especially with the Warriors not being as good as they have been lately. Um, who do you have as your eight seed? Dude, my eight seed's Dallas. Okay. I can see that. My eight seed is going to come to a big surprise to you team that started off hot and then fell off but now they got some young talent the memphis grizzlies okay okay john morant jaron jackson a bunch of young talent over there um again 
nobody to really but leave. Timeout, timeout, timeout. They're, they're going to have to beat out Denver, the Clippers, the Lakers, Houston, Utah, Golden State, Portland, New Orleans, Dallas, San Antonio. I mean, Minnesota. This is going to be tough. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. That's just like a little eight seed I sprinkle in there as like a, hey, if it happens, I look like a genius. So what separates them from the ninth youth, say, is young, youthful talent? I think, yeah, for them is, I guess, their amount of young talent. We saw what Jaron Jackson did in the league last year. He was amazing. Now they got one of the more dynamic electric players in the draft and John Morant. I know they don't have that kind of guy to lean on, especially getting rid of Mike Conley. But I think that they just have the young talent explosiveness to get it done. Because when you look at the West and those bottom tier teams, none of them really have that like it factor of a superstar. Yeah. So me, mine, I had Dallas in my eighth seed, barely, barely getting the eighth seed over New Orleans. But I have Dallas getting that eighth seed over. I have San Antonio missing the playoffs this year. I think the San Antonio Greg Popovich era is over. And for me, what's the difference between between Dallas and like Travis said, like the rest of the teams is they have those superstar power. They have Luka Doncic and they have Porzingis. Whereas San Antonio has Aldrich and DeRozan, which don't even measure up to those. If you look at Portland, they got Dame and CJ McCollum. Look at New Orleans, they have Zion and, Fucking um, Drew Holiday. They got the they got Lonzo Ball. They got Brandon Ingram. I mean, this the level it's for, for me. It's like in the West, it's a big drop off from eight to nine between like the level of players you have that are talented and could be top level players. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be. It might actually be an interesting season in the NBA this year. We'll see how it pans out. But yep. thanks, Ethan, for the question. Um, it was a good one. And that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Yeah, with, 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 that, with that being said, if you want to follow some more Supreme NBA insight, our partners over at the Hub of Chicago, they have partnered up with a guy. Um, his name is Chris Garcia. He's going to be releasing a like NBA Lion of the Night every single day of the NBA season. So that is some extreme dedication. Um, so if you want to, if you want to go follow the hub Chicago at the hub Chicago on Twitter, and you want to follow Chris, he's at C G Z at the letter C G E E Z Y seven, seven, three. Um, he's going to be doing plays every single night tonight. He had Lakers minus one sixty five. Um, I hit it. Travis, did you hit it? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. As I put money on this bullshit baseball game. Yeah. Well, I hit it. So if you want to follow some every night basketball action, follow them. They're going to have it. We were hoping to have Chris on the show at some point this season and talk more about basketball when we have a little low on football. Um, but yeah, like Travis said, that's it for episode 53 of two drunk brothers in the podcast. We appreciate you guys. Also shout out Cyrus Miller. He got his roommate this week. Tagged us on Instagram. What a loyal follower he is. Loyal follower. We love all you loyal followers. So go follow us at Two Drunk Brothers, all the socials. And that's it. See you guys next week. Peace. dream high in the quiet of the night. You know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy 
shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow, out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.